0: What up, bro? Man. What up, man? We listen. This, this this night is taking all kinds of crazy. Time. <laughs> I feel like I got here about ten hours ago. You did, bro. <laughs> we've we been we've been over here. We got stood up. We over here waiting for our date and never showed right? up in this bitch, and he won't listen. <laughs> but I'm gonna fuck with him later. We, oh, you? We definitely have to. We, bro.
1: For, the, for those of y'all I don't know, we we had a guest plan for today. Um, actually, he invited himself. And then he... Uh, he sure he, did. And then he pulled out. <laughs> um, Typical cop. <laughs> <laughs> Just show up. do nobody wants right? you here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next time. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Cop and Footprint Podcast. He is Juan and I'm Sean. And every week we get together, have a few drinks, and talk about things going on in the world. Try to focus on things, making an impact. Whether they be good, bad, or
0: otherwise. Hit him with a drink of the day. Yo, for well, you, is an understatement for me right now. Your boy is feeling fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> we on this. We Yo, we officially dubbing this the Sean Island iced tea, right? Let's it's gotta go. Sean Island iced tea. Let's, let's go, go. Let's go. Sean came through. With, <laughs> with, <laughs> let's go. This shit is the, is the bell of the south right now, bro. Shaw, like, we took a little spin on a, on a sweet tea. But uh, put a little Sean twist to it. So we got this noble oak bourbon. So do a shot of that, a little shot and a half. Then we did a uh, half a shot of agave syrup. Yep. Half a shot of um. What did they say called lemon le- something? Limoncello. Le- there it is. So limoncello. So go find some limoncello, yo. And we had we did it with two different limoncellos. We had a uh, I can't remember the name of it, but I, I I brought that one back from Italy. And then another one we had that a friend made, like literally homemade limoncello, which is the one we're using in this one that yep. slaps. Um, That one's fire. So half a shot of limoncello, half a shot of agave, uh, a full shot of the uh, noble oak bourbon. And then we did a lime wedge as the garnish and you couldn't squeeze or lemon, sorry, a lemon wedge. And you could squeeze or not squeeze it, but we found that not squeezing it makes it taste better no we squeezed it bro i've had so many i don't know that we've had so many different variations
1: yo ignore me for those of y'all who um turn me down a little bit man i feel like i'm 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 high in there you go so for those of y'all who always think that we um we do like complex drinks this one is not so if you first of all if you like iced tea um do this one um Juan and I kind of like the the, the sweetness of, of drinks, so we added the agave syrup. But if you don't like it sweet, don't add the agave syrup. So we use yeah. the unsweetened brewed iced tea. I forgot what the brand was, but you can find them all over the place.
0: Oh, it's a, a Peaks, whatever Peaks. It's like a Gold really common. Peaks. Gold peak. Yeah, yeah. Gold it's a, like the real common one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. It's and it's good. It's a really good.
1: Yeah. So so the half a shot of of, of a guy. If you like it sweet, half a shot of agave syrup. If you don't like it, leave it out. Half a shot of the what is what's it called? Lemon what? Lemoncello. Lemoncello. Full shot of the bourbon. We chose to use the what the hell is this shit called? Noble what? Noble oak man. Noble oak and it's good straight too. We oh, tried. Yes. We tried that. Good, real good. Um, Jordan's, first time. Yeah, throw it in some, throw it in the glass with some, uh, with some ice, and then a lemon wedge, squeeze lemon wedge in there.
0: It's just good. Yo, it was great, man. And you say you topped it off with the iced tea or with the unsweetened iced the unsweetened tea. Unsweetened iced tea, yeah. Um, so good, man. Uh, uh, so yeah, try that out, man. We'll put it on the IG, the um, the recipe. So yeah, it's definitely sure. not hard to make, so that's good. Not at all. Not at all. No, it's really good. And it's a cool, like, nice southern spring, like, kickoff. Like, it's like you can kick these back. Like, I'm afraid of the the damage this would do. Like, if we had a Saturday where we're out here, or like, you oh, know how we do the fight dude. nights and we just be sitting here for three, four hours just like, oh, yeah, mix this. This is one of those drinks that I feel like is going to sneak up on you because it goes down so nice. Yep. Like, yeah. So, So be careful, man yeah yeah definitely be careful but it, it
1: it's a good spring drink and, and and iced tea is big in the south oh yeah so uh um, pay homage
0: if to. you like yeah if you like some iced tea hit this up
1: this one hits right
0: yeah have your grandmother throw in six pounds of sugar <laughs> <and> maybe make <laughs> yourself a fresh <laughs> batch of dude i had a i have a um a friend but
1: but uh i consider them family they make this lem they make this lemonade mm-hmm and I swear to God, the first time that she told me how she makes it, I was like, "Yo, that's like diabetes."
0: It is in a cup, right? And it was
1: like, and I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get the recipe wrong, so don't quote me on this. But she was like, "Oh, I squeezed like, whatever, like six lemons into a thing, and then I put like five cups of sugar."
0: <laughs> and you realize five cups is the, the <laughs> size of the entire <laughs> container.
1: <laughs> and she's like, and just top it with top it with water. <laughs> But I've tried. Stop the, it off. <laughs> I've tried like the 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 mix, and and when she makes it, it's phenomenal. It's gr- of course it is, bro. It's just sugar, bro. It's seventeen Phenoma- pounds of sugar, yeah. bro. It's phenomenal, man.
0: Uh, but yeah, so so be careful with this one, <laughs> and uh, but it does hit. It hits fire. Do my grandmother would do that all the time. My grandmother would take tank. And, you know, remember the powder juice? I don't even know that's a thing anymore, but you put the powder in the water. Yeah, and you throw the, the tank it. shit. Yo, my grandmother would take the entire container, like think of the normal size tank, and put it in like a regular size pitcher, bro. Like maybe okay. it's a little bit more than 64 ounces. Back then, I didn't do this math, but like thinking back about it as an adult, she would literally empty out the entire trash <laughs> container and stir it up. And this shit was puckery as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but it slapped, bro. And my, gra- and my grandmother had diabetes, so go figure. <laughs> but this shit was so good. My bro.
1: grandmother used to put <laughs> like a pound of sugar inside a coffee and give it to us <laughs> before we went to school. <laughs>
0: You were twelve and shit. Uh, uh. (laughs) It was before that, bro. (laughs) Before
1: that, put a fucking piece of cheese on the side. She put the coffee and then she would put the sugar in it for us. Oh my! And it was like
0: Puerto Rican grandmother, ain't it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The cheese—I never understood that, bro. Puerto Rican, the cheese or like the piece of bread, the toast, or bread with the cheese. Yes, yes. Or she would bring
1: out the 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 Keebler crackers, the one in the green can. Oh yeah, yeah, the one that everybody
0: got the can with the sewing kits and shit inside. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But put the butter on the crackers, and I used to dip the crackers into the into the coffee. Oof.
0: That the, the, the coffee with the the dip. Yeah, but, is but I never understood the fucking the 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 ten, the, pounds, the of 10 pounds of sugar. Ten pounds of sugar, or the. <laughs> nah, you said something before that, bro. The. The, che- it the cheese was the cheese. The cheese and coffee. That shit should not go together. Bro. No, cheese and coffee. Like I don't like it, but you know what's funny? My, my like my wife likes it. No, it's a staple, bro. Yeah. Uh, you go to Puerto Rico, that shit is like a menu item where it'd be like cheese and coffee. Like if you really? go to a cafe or something. Yeah, but even here, bro. If you go to like uh, uh, the, the place by you, I think it's Tainos. Yeah. which I have one by me too. Yep. I love Tainos. But I'm pretty sure there's a menu item called like cheese and coffee or whatever, or like oh, toast and coffee, or like, like they have like a variations of it. Yeah, I'd like, be like, listen, can I get the coffee without the cheese? Yeah, bro, that like I never understood that because those are two things that to me I don't think of together. Yep, like it's just weird to me. But the 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 the, the, the I don't even call them Ritz. I don't even know if that saltine crackers. Is no, that what it is, dude, bro, I don't even know what it's, it's called. Keebler,
1: they're, they're Keebler. Um, it's Keebler,
0: but there's a, is it like soda 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 crackers? Cracker. You're like right. That, man, that's right. That's what it is. What is it soda is? crackers. Yep. And they got the big ass tin can. It's like the it's like the Christmas can, the cookie things everybody gets. <laughs> we'll know where that shit comes from, where you buy it. We just know that shit show up around the holidays.
1: Dude, I'd be taking them, put the butter on them joints, man. Put the par then you
0: gotta get the parquet butter. Now I gotta do it, bro, because I haven't had it in years, bro. My grandmother used to do that shit all the time. And then you dip it in the coffee. Yeah, you you so right. And then you be like six out of that <laughs> shit. <laughs> and, and it ain't mad cuz you bouncing off the wall. <laughs> Sit your ass down. My
1: grandma's gonna be like, that's why you learn so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cuz you
0: hopped up on the caffeine. <laughs> got all kinds of substances in you. Maybe that's
1: why I'm going wrong with my kids.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Give them coffee and crackers, bro, they'll be fine. It's wrong with this generation, bro. Starbucks don't got enough. Yeah, you know, they don't got the they don't got the the and the crackers, that's bro. It, bro. That's what it is, man. That's what they got to jump on. Baby. Make the coffee tomorrow for the kids. <laughs> hit hit them with the La Jave. One the you yo, one time.
1: <laughs> All right, everybody. Um, my carbon footprint this week is going out to Mr. Mike Krzyzewski. For those of you who don't know who he is, college basketball coach for the Duke Blue Devils for the last 42 years that long man 42 years he got high in
0: 1980
1: oh that's right yeah. in the early fuck, 80s man. bro
0: that feels golly man the, the early 80s I still think 1980 and I think 20 years ago nope you know what I yeah, mean like, yeah god. yeah oh my god man
1: it's nuts man so this dude has um, as of so so he just they just committed to the final four uh, this past weekend he has the most final four final four appearances and for those of you who don't watch sports um college basketball is is it is about records um however there is a tournament that happens every March and it takes the top what how many teams is, it, is in that it's is it like 160 something Oh no it is 1281 yeah
0: 128
1: right? something like that yeah 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 so they all play each other and then it's it's basically like 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 a one and done if you lose you're out if you win you stay in and they just wither it down from 64 um, games to 32 to 16 to eight to four uh, and in the last and in the last game yeah so um he has the most final four appearances um he is the now he is the winningest head coach ever five national titles so he did get it The he, he, i guess he yeah i guess he got it okay um but the guy also played he played for west point so when I was in um, when I when I was in the Marine Corps, I actually spent time up in um, upstate New York um, near West Point, which is like the college for the Army. So he played for them um, under Bob Knight, of all people. So Bob Bob Knight is a is is uh, a, another like world famous like head head uh, college basketball. Who coach. wouldn't have made it
0: in today's game? or today's culture society Today's culture right no fucking way bro his guy was like loudmouth, mouth would throw chairs i didn't like Some. him in general I even mean, back then i didn't really like him, but like 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 obviously like you heard you heard the stories about him being sort of legendary yeah. but all the stories i heard about night was like him yelling at players throwing the fucking chair across the court doing all that stuff mm-hmm. like i remember even as like a like a sports fan in my teens and early 20s going like yeah, this, like if my kid was playing for this guy, I'd be like, yeah, nah, man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm good. Like you did. He, he even outdated. I feel like me, who I'm in that weird space where I'm in between, like the hard asses and then the like today's right. kind of thing. Like, yeah, Bob Knight, he would never make it today. No, today, today, that, that definitely not. But you can't. I guess you can't sort of take away what he accomplished at that point in time, right? Like, yeah, but legendary. But you figure yeah. so. So when he played for Bob Knight. It was in the late 60s.
1: So thinking about Bob Knight and then coming from that, from that, that, that era. And he never changed. Right. Yeah. And then he brought it sort of sort of into into that, into that space where people, people were looking at him like, oh, my God, this guy's crazy. Um, But there, there, there's something to, you know, in my opinion, there's something to that kind of like teaching discipline that that demand for 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 you to to perform at a high level. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so he played for him. Um what else do I got here? He was an officer in in the army. He also won 3 consecutive gold medals as the
0: coach, as the head coach yeah, the of US, the US the US men's team. And he doesn't even get a medal, which is crazy. Is that right? Yeah, the coaches don't get a medal. I didn't realize that. Yeah, coaching in any of the sports. Don't, you don't get, get anything Reddles. yeah oh wow um was also
1: an an assistant coach for the dream team back in like whatever 92 or who whatever, was the head coach was. on that was it chuck daly yes okay
0: it was chuck okay if if i remember correctly it was it was chuck daly yeah yeah because i do remember sheshevsky being like one of the not the second assistant he was like way down the line like um
1: yeah I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know what he was, but but he was. Different. But he had percent. NBA
0: players' respects, and it just goes to show how good he was. Like you said, like to yeah. coach the last three dream teams, quote unquote, like the Team USA's, yeah. and to have that command that level of respect as a college coach is very rare at the NBA level. And exactly. Sheshsky had everybody's respect. Yep. Yeah. Um,
1: of his forty-two years, he only had two losing seasons. In his first two, right? No, it was like
0: year like three and four. See, because I remember them saying he struggled his first few years. Dude, he was a trash coach. That's what it was, at West, Well, I shouldn't even say trash coach. He coached Westgate, which you can only be so good because it's not like Westgate is, is recruiting like the cream of the crop in basketball. Where the hell right? is Westgate? I mean, not Westgate. Fuck, I'm, I'm like, is remember. that that? That's the West Point. Sorry, that's the hotels Fuck. here. And uh, I've had 17 Sean Island <laughs> ice <teased> people. <laughs> I like
1: Westgate. Wait a minute, I got a boy that works over there.
0: Damn it, COVID shut them down. And uh, not nah, West Point Academy. I'm sorry. So West Point Academy, which is obviously the military academy, yep. that's where he was a head coach first. And then they hired him at Duke. The guy who hired him at Duke, the AD, had to like convince them to let them hire him because oh. he had a losing record. At, of course you do, right? Like at West. Point. Point. and then he they're like yeah. and then he loses they at duke he's like they don't hey, recruit basketball players at no point. yeah he had recruit snipers and shit so he's like he like he did so so and i remember like and it was probably recently because of all the coverage around him I, I was watching something and they were basically like yo for the first five years at duke the boosters were like why the fuck is he still here oh wow. and the ad stuck with him it was like no you gotta like and so the patience paid off, man. Like, the guy... I don't know any coach, dude. I can't think of any coach in any sport that coached this team as long as he did. Yeah. I, I can't think of any. Like, none. Like, in my lifetime. Like I can't. say
1: 42 years, bro?
0: Dude, one of my first sports... I've only been alive 47 years. He's he, longer than me, bro. I was born in 86. He's been yeah. coaching Duke longer than I've been alive, literally. And then, like... Dude, I think back to, like, as a, as a kid and owning sports, like, T-shirts or jerseys or whatever... I can only remember two things I owned as a kid, as far as like sports jerseys were, and I'm talking kid, like pre, let's say pre, like middle school, high school age, like as a, as an elementary yep. school kid. And I owned a Vinny Testaverde jersey because I grew up in Jersey and he was a quarterback at the Jets. And oh and, my god! And they sold that at like anywhere at that time, right? Like this is when like Starter and Majestic were making. Dude, things, and you, so. he that wasn't even his first. No location. But when he went to the Jets for some reason it was like a he big deal. He did good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I owned a Duke Blue Devils t-shirt. That was it. And I vividly remember that and the Blue Devils t-shirt I got from one of my uncles. Like, oh, yeah, wow. yeah. <laughs> so to continue on with this guy
1: he's got 68 NBA draft picks. So over his 42 years he's contributed 68 NBA draft picks. 42 of those 68 were in the first round wow is that crazy the
0: average almost a first rounder every year you're in the league
1: yeah that's so so hard man i went down a list of i I was like man like who are the guys that that i remember um that played for him that also played in that also played in the nba and then not all of them did did great but they were either great in the nba and college or just great in college so like christian Leitner. Who is who? Who played for that first dream team? Do you remember that? Yeah, right. And they, he hit that crazy shot, and yes, in for Duke. Yes, yeah. Actually, dude, I think they went to the Final
0: Four every year that Christian Layton was there. Wow! So and okay. this was back when people like players used to stay three and four years in college. Correct. Yeah, like today they do the one and done thing if you're good enough for the NBA. Right. Yeah, so yeah. so so back then he was like this this white guy
1: that played basketball and talked shit. And was like super confident and, and you know, like wasn't afraid to to, to talk trash to anybody. Um, but you got him, Grant Hill, um, Jay J Williams, who had that horrific accident. God, yeah, the motorcycle accident. Right? Yeah. Um, Zion Williamson and, and RJ Barrett won the same team. JJ <sighs> Redick, Elton Brand, Jason Tatum. Kyrie Irving. I forget Jason Tatum was that dude, man. Yep. Wow. Kyrie, I knew. Wow. Right. Kyrie Irving, Austin Rivers,
0: Luau Dang, Seth Curry. Not Steph, Seth you it's just crazy because Seth went to Duke yeah. and Steph played for Davidson, Davidson, which is like an unknown. Wow, man, <laughs> wow. Which are both great. Like they're good. They're both NBA players. Obviously, Steph is going to be an all-time NBA player. Seth yeah. isn't, but Seth is still an NBA player, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And and there's there's obviously there's there's
1: a lot a lot more names to that list. But the real reason, man, why I gave Mike Krzyzewski my car of the week was because. I go the reason why at least myself, and I think plenty of other people admire um, athletes is because of the amount of work. it's not just like natural talent. It's the amount of work that you put in. And then to be coached by someone like this, by someone that, that demands excellence from you day in and day out, like that shit matters throughout your life. So besides the guys that I just named here, it's like Mike Krzyzewski touched so many lives and I don't know for a fact, but I but I do know that when do when when you're pushed by somebody to be your best day in and day out, that shit stays with you. Yeah. And like oh, yeah. For, for for my life, I can only compare that to being in the Marines where it was like Push push, 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 right like they they push you to 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 limits that you didn't even know that you had, and I can't imagine what it's like to 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 be um under like a legendary coach like this to where he pushes you to be beyond whatever you think you can be, and then how that carries on through the rest of your life and that impact that it makes like that's the shit that I think that really matters, and that's why I gave him the car for the end of the week was mm-hmm. like. We don't even understand how many
0: lives this guy has touched. Yeah, the men he's created. The men he's who've created. started families, yes. who've then mentored their own whether it's their own kids or people that are coaching, coaching or coaching. Yep. Yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right, man. Like that goes such a long way, man. Like the and Dude, to be in the spotlight and doing that for that many years, I can't think of a single controversy. And Duke is one of Duke. is one of two teams that you name the team and I immediately think of the head coach. The only other team is the Spurs. Like, I think Spurs, I think Popovich. I don't think Duncan. I don't think Parker first. Right. I generally think Popovich. And then those guys, right? Duke is the only team in history that I can remember where you go Duke and you immediately think shasheski Like, he is, like, over the players. You know how big of an impact you have to be? Like, you just rattled off, like, I mean, Grant Hill. All-time great. Kyrie Irving is a great player. Like, the, the still Jason doing Tatum it. is still doing it. Yeah, like, these guys are, are still doing it. And the first person I think about is a head coach, right? Like, a guy who's, like, five foot eight. <laughs> He's, like, you know, whatever Mike Krzyzewski is. He's very unassuming. He's right. got, like, it's the impact you have to have on players. Like, you're, you're – yeah, man. I, I think it's, it's uncalculable, like, what you – I don't even know if that's a word. But – the impact that he's probably had on on like men and then subsequently the people in those men's lives. Right. In that in that role, man. Like especially when you're talking about a sport man that for a lot of people is their way out. Like Duke is knocked as like the the, the school that like oh yeah the the sort of well to do kids get into and right. whatever like I understand that but there's also a lot of kids that get into Duke because they do actually require the grades right so yeah. like in Duke you've you got but you are also it's
1: a, it's a, it's
0: a, it's a private school it's a, it, is, it is a private school and they and they don't make exceptions like you, you know so Duke is very much like the Notre Dame I would say of like basketball where Notre Dame football I always go like I gotta give them credit for what they accomplished like to be top yeah. five in football right because you require actually actually good grades as opposed to Alabama. Like they don't care. But like at Duke, you do require this. So you're doing it with kids from all walks of life, right? Like you might have the occasional kid who like, this is going to be his family's only way out. Like he's got to make it in the NBA or get a degree from Duke or whatever that is. Like it's the pressure of that. And Krzyzewski is just like mastered this art of taking these kids with these massive egos that you sort of like, you know, from the eight from from like thirteen up, these kids are hearing about how great they are, and he's able to take these kids and sort of make them selfless and put them into his program and then turn them into men. Man, like I, I think that's so underrated. Where you coach kids and they leave your program, and you very rarely hear of a kid who went from Duke who's like getting arrested or ends up like homeless or does this, like, like that's the thing, man. You just don't hear about you it. just don't hear about it. And I'm sure there's there's, there's I'm sure there's an is. exception right. to the rule. Absolutely, Absolutely. Yep. but like. Yeah, like you said, like the, the impact that he's had on raising young men is unsurmountable, man. I I don't know that we could ever like quantify that, like yeah. in, in any way, man. Like I don't know. And even the guys that didn't make it to the NBA, right? Like
1: just like, just almost just, his just entire to team be... this
0: year. There's one kid on that team that I think is an NBA talent. Maybe. Is that right? Who? Yeah. Um Remember? Yeah, uh Bonchero. And actually there might be two. It's Bonchero and the other one. Um God, I can't think of his name right you now. You know what I'm thinking about the North Carolina guys? You know what? I don't know anybody. North Carolina might have two. I think the center and uh RJ. Uh there's a oh no, another Davis on that team, not RJ. Um there's a there's a Davis on North Carolina who's okay. like I think it is RJ Davis. RJ Davis. Um who is going to be a lottery pick. I, probably but Duke now has to do. And, and actually, that's another point, man, is we're leaving out of this. Like, the the way the college game has sort of evolved, right? Like, in the 80s, the guys played three or four years, right? Like, that means you had three or four years of like, Michael Jordan and Clyde Drexler and all that, like North Carolina did. Right. When when it turned into sort of the one and done era, which is the one we're in now and have been for like the last two decades, like if you're good enough to be in the NBA, you do one year in high school or in college and then you're gone. And like you said, you said that the, the, the last two decades,
1: realistically, there's only been a few programs that have been doing it the last two decades. They've. I think the the schools like Duke kind of came on really late with accepting that.
0: Yeah. Well, and then, right. And then once he accepted that and was able to like, you know, sort of like Calipari, like accepted it right out of the gate. Mm -hmm. Like John Calipari was one of the few at Kentucky where he just went like, I'm just going to stack a team with a bunch of freshmen. Every year. Every year. And and he's embraced it. And he's gotten a title every decade or whatever out of it, which is pretty good. Like. Shushetsky, like you said, got onto it late, but did embrace it. And I think part of staying sort of relevant and and keep that winning culture is like the same thing that sort of Nick Saban has. Is Nick Saban has been sort of like maybe reluctant initially, but then was smart enough to go, "Oh, this is the sort of era we're in now. I better adapt right. or die." Like the like all the greats, bro. Die, adapt baby. or die, bro. Let's go. Like, and Shashesky did that, man. Um, shout out, uh, dude. I felt it's the first game I've ever watched. Like I watched the two games on Saturday, and I, I was looking at Krzyzewski and I was telling my brother, man, like, you can tell he cares. Like, he really wants this game. Like, like I've never seen him show so much emotion during a game yep. where he's, like, celebrating. or so He
1: was, like, like l- looking looking mad when he came into the game.
0: Yeah, yeah. He he was locked in and I was like, man, you can tell he really wants this. Like, yeah. he wants this last hurrah. He wants this, like, last. Like, he was so fired up that I thought, man, if he loses this, does he go, like, I'm coming back one more time. <laughs> like, he was that fired up and I was rooting for him so hard and I wanted him to win um, because I wanted that national title game. Man. Like, like, how cool would it have been for him to get a chance to walk off as a national champ? Like, there's very few people that I feel like are deserving of that in sports. And so, and and we've been lucky enough to see a few, like, the L ways of the world where they get to sort of right. walk off of the sunset. And all, but, like, seeing a guy like Mike Krzyzewski, I think, walk off, like, no controversy, no thing. Like you said, impact so many young men. And get that opportunity to win a national title and you could tell it meant so much to him because i like i said i've never seen so much emotion for him from yep. him during a game and it made it hard not to want to root for him man like like yeah, i almost man, cared was... less about the game last night because he wasn't involved man like i was like
1: Fuck. yeah no i i didn't man but but the you know watching watching that duke north carolina game which for those of you who don't know um Duke, North Carolina, in the same division in, in college uh, basketball. And then, so, so so they're sort of like rivals. They've never met in the March Madness tournament.
0: Which is crazy. Which I didn't know that nuts. until how, yeah. how that's never happened is
1: crazy. It's thing. nuts. So he ends up, his last game is in the Final Four against his rival. And he ends up losing. But I just, I, I still went, it's, you know, again, if you're if you're a fan of Duke, or if you wanted them to win, you know you're like, "Fuck, man, he didn't, he didn't win." But I go, "What a way to go out! Like, you go out in the Final Four in a team that probably shouldn't have been there. They
0: were, they, they, they were good, right? But yeah, but no one would have picked Duke to be Final Four, other than Mike Shishinsky, man. Yeah, like you so, can't count him out because of Mike. Yeah. And uh, interestingly enough, man, his first game ever lost to North Carolina his last game ever at Cameron Indoor, which is no. Duke's own, lost to North Carolina, kind of. <laughs> and then his last game ever, period. And and you could say last game ever, last tournament game ever, last whatever, lost to North Carolina, which I thought was like... Obviously, he doesn't want to go out that way because right. it's a bitter rival, but it's like to go out with those sort of like... Just to have that connection all the time, I'm sure he would rather be on the, on, on the winning mean, of side that. Of that. But yeah, but it's so cool. Dude, that's on my... That rivalry is on my. I have this like sports bucket list, and I think I've talked about this on here before. Going, Going to a to game a game. North Carolina and oh Duke, God. and I don't even care what year it is. No, like
1: and that. it has to be at Duke, bro.
0: Yeah, I, you're right. It has to be bro. with the
1: way the 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 the, the fans are. Yeah. The, the student, the student Absolutely, section, and everything. Oh. And
0: it's on my list of like, yeah, one year I'm gonna make it a point to 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 buy tickets and go up and watch a game in Duke. Uh, yeah, yeah, Duke, North Carolina at Duke. Like like, it's it's on my list, man. I have this stuff, and I've been lucky enough to like cross out some stuff, but like. Uh, that's on my, like, I have to see that live. Like, there's just no way. Like, you know, it's a Yankees-Red Sox to me. Like, I've seen that live. Yeah, like, it, it's one of those rivalries where it doesn't matter, um,
1: like, how well the teams are doing. It's always a good matchup.
0: It's always. Right. Like you said, I don't even care what year it is. They can both be trash. But the energy yeah. in that stadium or that arena for those teams it's going to be awesome it's going to be such a cool experience and so like that's like i'm like i have to do that man and like dude to your point it's funny man i think of like instructors or coaches or teachers or whatever that have had an impact on my life that at 35 i think about people i had at like 13 yeah and it's funny man like i have a music teacher that i think about all the time who had a massive impact like like he was an like he was a fucking psycho. Like this day and age, he's one of those teachers where you're like, yo, he'd be arrested because he would just lose his shit. Like he, I like, clearly he had some anger management issues. Right. And I remember him being harder on me. Like I felt like at times than anybody else. But then I remember having like these weird moments, like one on one, where he was real soft. Like I don't even say soft, but softer than what he usually right. be. And there's moments I've had with him in conversations that have stuck with me forever, man. And so like when you mentioned that about Mike Shashetsky, it's funny you said that. I immediately thought of this guy. Um uh, his name is Mr. Burger of all things. So shout out Mr. I don't even know if he's still alive, but shout out Mr. Burger. But there's things that like he sort of like either just beat like drilled into me or even the belief at the time that he had in something that like I felt like I was new at. Um so you just know Mike Sherseski had to have this like massive impact on these kids, man. There's a kid out there who's going like, Yo, man, because of Mike I did XYZ right. and it isn't the NBA. Yep. It's it's like some kid working at like either a, a regular Joe Schmo nine to five, or he's working on wall street or he's whatever it is, man. Like, you know, there's, he's impacted like all gamuts of life, man. Like,
1: yeah. And, and I have a few folks like that in, in, in my life. I mean, from, from elementary school, I had to a guy. So I went to the Catholic school and it was a guy, um, brother Casey, brother, Stephen Casey. And anybody that knows me that went, that knows me from, from New York, um, probably knows this guy. Cause, cause we were probably in the same school together. Um, but really impactful guy in my life. Um, even in college, uh, you and I had a, had a similar teacher uh, the yeah. same teacher, um, Jack Chambliss. Yep. This guy's teachings had a, a really, really big impact. Um, and then I had multiple people in the Marine Corps that just taught me shit that about life that takes you to a different place. You know what I mean? And so, I think that, like I said, and that's why I gave him the carbon footprint was because I go, this dude has, he was able to push and demand the best of whatever you had for these players. And so I think that, I think that he was the, you know, this, this, this teacher that, that just sort of transcended, you know, all, all teachers that they had previously and then pushed them into sort of adulthood. And it's just one of those things man where you go back it's like what it whatever you do you go back to these teachings of these of the people that impacted you and you go what would they expect yeah. like what did I learn from them and then what would you know what are the expectations of of, of them and and have become expectations of myself for myself
0: You know what I mean Yeah oh, absolutely man because the, the the person that I'm thinking about was such a crazy like screamer, like would just yell, yeah, berate, I'm talking berate us bro. And it's funny man, like I can remember a few instances of the berate, right. but more so than that, I remember the few instances of the soft moments where where he was either complimentary or was like, you could tell he was proud and, but he was always, like, so hard about right. stuff. And even as a group, like, it wasn't necessarily even me one-on-one. But I just remember, like, so vividly, man, moments, even as a group. Like, he was a a band teacher for us. It was music, but it was band. And and the band that I was in in middle school, like, the middle school was known for band. So it was, like, obviously not Duke-level thing. But, like, that's why you went to that middle school. And that's what that middle school was known for was yeah. the band it had. Like, we would perform at all these crazy events, even corporate events for people. Like, and so he was the moments that stand out to me the most were these like very human moments of his where he would like, would compliment you on that one thing and you'd be like, finally, like, fuck, I did something right. And even as a group collectively That's your Mike Krzyzewski, bro. It is, man. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, I, dude, I'm telling you, man, to this day, I'm 35 years old, though I probably haven't seen this guy in 22 years. And I, I I have memories vividly of him berating me yep. and memories vividly of him going like, you knocked that out of the park, man, good job. And then me going, I go, fuck, for real? Yeah. Like, And then and he walks away. And then he walks away. <laughs> Absolutely, bro, never, wasn't wasn't a man of many words. Don't let it go <laughs> to your head. Yep, that's exactly how he was. And bro, and sometimes he will bring that shit up. Like if he complimented you and then you fuck something up like a few minutes later or yeah. a day later, he'd be like, you think you fucking made it? <laughs> and he would just go in, bro. And so, like, but, yeah, again, there's some lessons from him that, man, just stuck forever. And there was an expectation of excellence that I think that stuck with me forever because he would, like, much like Mike Krzyzewski, he just wouldn't accept anything other than, like, your best. So if you were half-assing something, he was like, no. And so, like, I look at Mike Krzyzewski, and like you said, like, there's this calm demeanor that Mike Krzyzewski, too, has that you just go, I want to do right by that guy, like, right now. Like, I don't want to disappoint I... him. Like, yeah. And, and yeah, man, like, like that dude. guy, too. So, keeping with college basketball, I mean,
1: um, the, the, the final was on Monday. Um, Kansas ended up winning, which in, like, historic fashion, right? They were down by 16 points. I think they were down by 15 at the half. Yeah. Um, but then they ended up coming back and, and winning that game. But Hubert Davis is the coach of North Carolina, who, who's the one that beat Duke and ended up going to the championship. He and and I'm gonna paraphrase here, but he kind of made a statement where he was just like, How awesome is this? Like I'm so proud of my guys and how they fought and all of you know what I mean? And 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 that, you know, to have a leader that pushes you to your limits, to your to your to your best limits, and then even when you lose
0: to go. That was fucking awesome. Yeah, like because you weren't expected to make it that far anyway. If you're right, done. and it's fucking hard, bro. Like one of the things I will say the tournament. It's like you said, there's sixty something teams in that tournament. No, but 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 we gotta be one twenty, right? No, what? but the people who make the tournament. Isn't it only like sixty eight teams or something or sixty? I thought it was. Uh, the, There's 120 I something 60, teams in the league, but that make the tournament 64, There's like, I guess, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, because I know college basketball gets used all the time as the example for college football of why they should expand the playoff. Yeah. And and I would almost argue the opposite. College basketball proves that even with 60 something teams, the blue bloods get in. Every time, like it doesn't matter, right? Like, like St. Peter's had a cute run, but but this was a phenomenal year, oh, right? So good, yeah, yeah, because they had
1: had a few like the 15 seed, the 10 seed, the 11 seed, and then when it came when they boiled down to the final four, it's the yeah,
0: blue blood, yeah, yeah, because then you see St. Peter's just get blown out yeah. by like 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 then it's like all right, cool, it's time for big boy basketball, right? And then the top four teams in the country, which. Again, I feel like the teams that are going to suffer are is that are that like second tier or whatever like yep. kind of but anyway, um dude, I I I watched the game, the Duke game Saturday thinking I felt so bad for the kids because you can tell initially they were so nervous and so and obviously there's a nerve that comes from playing in that spotlight, but there's a nerve that comes from playing in that spotlight for a legendary coach who this is his last year, his Bye. year 42 is year and you could tell initially and I went Man, I hope they can overcome this. Like, they don't look like it. And then they did. And then they sort of settled down and they yep. played, and the game got close. And, you know, whatever. They lost it because they couldn't rebound for shit, at, you know, to save their life on the offensive side, but like, or their defensive side. But North Carolina grabbed a ton of offensive rebounds. But I remember initially I was watching it with my brother, and I'm going, man, like, they just look shook. And I go, you're not designed as an 18 year old. Like, I'm thinking, to be in this moment. Like Mike Krzyzewski is 60 something or whatever, 70 years old. Oh, he's like, like
1: 75 yeah, or something.
0: Yeah, that's fine. But if you're an 18 year old kid yeah. and you're going, yo, this is a legendary coach, this is last year, we're in the final four, yeah. Like you could tell, dude, they were catching passes and, and like bobbling the ball. On like, you know, routine, like chess passes. And, you, and you're just like, wow, these kids are just the nerves are getting the best of them. And they finally settled in. And I was glad to see that because then you saw the competitive game. But I was so worried that they were going to get blown out because I went, yo, this moment's too much for them. Like if they're 18 years old. Like, and we forget that. Like, I'm like, these kids are 18, 19. This is too big of a moment for most 18 or 19 year olds. And to their credit, man, like they settled in. You know, they hit a couple buckets, which I think got their confidence going. And, you know, all you need they is like one well, fast bro. break. They played great, man. And and that game was awesome. And, and then just like, the, you know, to see them lose it at the end was heartbreaking because I wanted Krzyzewski to just get that opportunity so much. But, you know, again, the the kids from North Carolina, man, they just stepped up. And like you said, Hubert Davis is being proud of his team. And he should be, man. Like, you, you get that far – these kids work so hard. Like, I think we forget a lot of times, especially when it comes to college, like, you know, these kids last year were like in high school, like they're living with their parents and most of these kids are going to go back to the, like to be in that spotlight and play at that level. Most people will never comprehend that. Yeah, um, and, and to see them step up, especially in what uh, would they play it in in the um, whatever the the, Dude, Orleans the New Orleans Dome, no, right the, the
1: fucking Superdome, bro.
0: Yeah, but this has a new name now. I don't know. What yeah, 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 it's is it some called? somebody some 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 major corporation yeah. is. But is there's like what sponsoring. forty, fifty thousand people it's fit crazy, in that place, man. Bro. Like that's that's rough, man. That that's, that's a tough environment. And so shout out to those kids, man.
1: Yeah, I saw. I, I didn't know where. I knew it was in New Orleans, and I was like, Ah, uh, New Orleans has a Superdome. What else do they have?
0: Um the Smoothie King Arena is the, uh, the basketball one. But that's not <laughs> Don't that's, that's, why that's not that. where they played. No, no, it's not. They played where the Saints play. Yes. Yeah.
1: Which is a football stadium. Yes.
0: That's what I'm saying. It's like fifty thousand people fit in Or more. No. Or way more.
1: Yes. Or whatever. And is, and yeah. good for New Orleans, man. Like, oh, yeah. Do, doing that. Dude. Um so Shhevsky is seventy five years old. Seventy five? Seventy five. Yeah, man. I mean <laughs> he, he's in the he's in the age range where like if he dies, he, you go. Oh, like he yeah, lived like a good that, life. That's normal. He
0: he lived a good life. Like why are we sad? All right, uh, man, that was a long carbon footprint. It was, bro. It was like that. Was, that might be the longest carbon footprint in the history of our podcast, bro. But I, <laughs> so I want to take it into somebody who's also trying to be legendary and live up to their uh, to their profession, bro. What you got? Yo, you. I don't know if you heard this week. Um, do you know who Nancy Crampton Brophy is? No. Yo, so she's an author. She writes okay. like, many a books. Um and, and she also writes essays and she publishes things online. And uh she wrote an essay in two thousand eleven called uh, How to Murder Your Husband. Um Yeah, yeah and, and it was a very popular essay published online, like <laughs> the popular essay. Yeah, it was bro. I'm scared. She, she's seventy one <laughs> years old, um, and now she's on trial. Uh and guess what she's on trial for? <laughs> <laughs> Killing her husband. Killing- Killing her husband of 27 years. Yeah, she's 71, and she is now on trial for murdering her husband. Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> who saw that coming? <laughs> Nancy is OJ as fuck, bro. She, she like how? The, bro, she has she writes romance novels, which who, makes it even who better. Who knew? Who? Yeah, I couldn't have <laughs> seen that coming. I couldn't have seen that coming. Nancy, not her. <laughs> <laughs> not Nancy. <laughs> she was so sweet. She wrote these romance novels. Yo, and I'm I was doing the math. I go, "Yo, her husband of 27 years, but she's 71, I think." Okay. Which means she married this dude at like 44? Yeah. It's fucking crazy, bro. Like, is this the second husband, the third? The first? <laughs> so many questions, bro. <laughs> How do you get to this point? <laughs> <laughs> What did he do? Did leave the seat Listen, up? Listen. I need to know. I think when I
1: when I edit this episode, I'm going <laughs> to bleep out her name.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why?
1: She can't. I don't sit. want I don't want you um uh, yours or my wife to Oh, way.
0: Looking her up and trying to get pointers and shit. <laughs> Bring the smoke. <laughs> if I get killed by a woman, I deserve to die. <laughs> if I can't overpower you even in my sleep, I deserve to kill. <laughs> 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 we were being hella sexist before the podcast. I was, anyway. <laughs> before the podcast. bro. Yo, her, her husband was a chef, so also, you know, maybe there was some confusion there. But the... Um, Yo, and if you look at a picture of her, bro, she does. She looks like someone. Like, I would be pissed if my last days were spent because she What's killed her name? me, bro. Nancy Crampton Brophy, B R O P H Y. Yo, just a sixty eight year old author, and she's the first fucking story that comes up. I promise.
1: <laughs> What's your last name?
0: Uh, Brampton or Crampton? Sorry, C R A M P T O N, and then dash. Brophy. Bro, look at her. Like, if you let her kill you, I'm sorry. She even looks, like, suspicious, bro. She looks like a crazy broad. It would help if I a fucking type. You <coughs> Nope. I don't know, man. She Whoa, just... Miami? Is it in Miami? You might be right. But of course it's Florida. Fuck me. No, I thought it was Oregon. No, because he was found dead at the kitchen at Oregon Culinary Institute in Portland. With a gunshot wound to his back and another in the chest. Oh yeah. And this was, and I think she's just now on trial, but I think his murder was like three years ago. Oh, this years. ain't this ain't good. What?
1: So I looked up Nancy. <laughs> oh boy. I probably spelled this wrong. Nancy Crampton, and then in Portland. Okay. Right. The first thing that comes up is, come shots. Two likes. whole is. <laughs> hot ebony asian and boys guys (laughs) I don't know she was like a fucking hodgepodge of like porn
0: searches (laughs) yo It is not safe to search shit because porn (laughs) comes up on everything, bro. I'd be petrified the the Google shit like in front of my kids when they're like, what about? And I'm like, you know there's a porn for that, bro. Like, what's the largest whale? And you know I'm going to get some whale dick. I'm like, (laughs) like, I'm not comfortable with this right now. But anyway, bro, she this doesn't look like someone who should be capable of murdering you. Um, Not as a grown man. I guess if her man is also 71. Mm. she's I in her 70s? It. She's 71, bro. Why at that age would you consider
1: killing your spouse? Why not? Uh, I guess not. I guess I guess well, so.
0: What are you going to do? Put you in jail for life? You like, bro, everything hurt. <laughs> 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 I've been thinking about this shit since 42. <laughs> <laughs> you know the other
1: thing, bro, is that I and I, and, I, and I don't know for a fact, but I wonder if like when you're in your 70s, other than maybe some like Ailments, right, where you feel like, oh, like my, my back hurts, or I have this, you know, sciatica pain or whatever. Do you think and feel differently than when
0: you were 40 or 35? I mean, the dementia might get you there. <laughs> <laughs> but I would presume so, yeah. I have to ask my mother. Yeah, like you have to have yeah, I'd be curious, man. it be, be because I would say I like I don't think the same that I thought, even at 30. Like five years later like thirty like at thirty five I feel like it's funny, man I have and maybe I can take it back a couple years before that, but I have things that i that I can think of now that at you know thirty years even twenty eight I would have had like the complete opposite opinion of okay and not much has changed in terms of like data, but I just feel differently about those things ah okay, I don't even
1: remember when I was thirty
0: you got a, like I yeah, said so you got a whole head start again, uh, above me, man, you're like twelve years older than me, ten yeah, years older than me twelve so. There isn't anything you can think of in your 30s that you would have been completely adamant either pro or against or just. Dude, when I think about my 30s, man, I think about because of how my
1: life was, it was like Marine Corps and then college and then career. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really start my career until sort of like 29, 30. Okay. Um, So I wasn't really thinking about sort of like life stuff other than like having kids. Yeah, yeah. I do remember, in like my late twenties, like twenty seven to be exact,
0: of the time when I go like,
1: "Eh, it wouldn't be so bad to have kids.
0: It's funny, man, because I think about like when I met you, you were probably early thirties. Yeah, I was early thirties. Yeah, you're younger than I am now for sure. Yeah, and I can't. I'm. I'm trying to think of like. I only remember you this way. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. But, like, I only remember you this way. Um, And it's funny because I tell people this shit all the time. And even... And I can remember telling this to people 10 years ago. Like, nah, Sean's the most disciplined human being I've ever met in my life. Like, as far as, like... I don't even know why you think that. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe because you're more disciplined than me about certain things. Uh, 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 But there's definitely, like... I don't know, bro. I just I feel like you exhibit self-control way better than like I could have imagined at that time for myself, right? Like I'm so glad you think
1: you know you know it's funny and it's
0: it's it's so weird and I'm glad
1: that like you and I do this where we will where we'll, like tell each other kind of like how we view each other mm-hmm. whereas if you if you know somebody and this is for y'all out there like if you know somebody that is kind of close to you get their opinions of you because you would be surprised on how other people view you. And then you'll be like, really? Yeah. <laughs> you see me like that?
0: Like <laughs> I'm an asshole. I'm an asshole. <laughs> That's so sweet. Dude. I was, cause we do this all the time. I was just telling someone like, even as far as like work goes, s- we get so numb to the things that are normal to us that yeah. we, that, that when, when like, we almost don't, we forget to showcase it because we think like everybody knows that or like, and, they and we have this conversation all the time, man, yep. and they don't. And like, as I was just telling them like, yo, that's normal to you right. because you do it all the time. Like, and so you just assume that if I know it, everybody knows it or everybody knows it that way. Everybody knows how to do this. Like it's so not man. Like, and I think I lose sight of that so much. And even you, like you'll remind me about stuff all the time. Like, uh, uh, like just as like, Oh, it's not like that. I'm like, okay. Like, you know, I stop and think about it. Like, right. But because
1: you're in management and then you go like, yo, if the, the people that, that you're managing, like they look to you for stuff, and and your, leader, your leadership matters. And then if you leave, that like that shit matters, right? So like you're their buffer between maybe um, you know themselves and then maybe upper management or or whatever it is. And that shit matters because if you leave, then guess what? Then this other person who's above you has to come down and and divvy up uh, or or you know give information or or give tasks or what or whatever it is and the shit is different man and it's different the way that the the delivery and the way that you deal with them and for those of you in management like that shit really matters man so if you fucking take care of your people at your job like if you leave that shit oh I mean, it matters so much man. oh yeah bro
0: i i um It's funny, man, because I I credit I've been lucky enough to be around people like that. And you're one of them of the remove the emotion from the scenario. We were talking about this off the air earlier. Like there's a handful of people actually not. not I mean, there's, there's people I can count on one hand that like I can think of that I go. I've never seen that person get too emotional. And you're one of those where you just go, yo, just remove the emotion out of it. What are the facts like? And I've been lucky enough in my career, like I I work with someone like that, like uh, and I've worked for someone like that for a long time, and and, then even seeing you, like I check myself all the time where I just go fuck, or I'll text you on some shit or whatever, where it'll be like because I can, I tend to, I'm petty as fuck, and I tend to like, and that comes from like an emotional place, right? But you have this rational reaction to shit a lot of times, where I might go. Yo, how would Sean react to this shit? Like, oh, okay. and then, and, and again, to you, that's something so normal. Yeah, no, no. To me, I'm going like, why the fuck would he think what? What yeah. am I thinking? Well, yeah, <laughs> and to you, you would go, you would probably look at my thing and go, why would you even think of that? Right? Because you're taking oh, right, like right. facts, right? And I'm going, nah, fuck that. I'm just, because I either think of the funny route or the whatever route, but it's all emotion based, right? Like, it's never like. Like accumulate all these facts. And I've gotten better at it over the years, but I was I've gotten better at it over the years because I've been surrounded by people like you who I've been like, Oh yeah, man, like I've like I've never seen you. I've brought I can't think of a time where I've seen you too high or too low. Even at a time where I felt like you should have lost it. Either way. <laughs> where you should have either been ecstatic you gotta, or been upset. You gotta tell me off the air yeah, when I should have <laughs> been upset. <laughs> now, I, I got a few. I'll let I, you know. I'd probably be like, <laughs> I was really mad. I just, <laughs> And I know, and I know, but like as far as showing it, any even like I've seen you manage people, and I've seen you in scenarios where you should have lost your shit, and maybe behind the scenes you'd have been like, this fucking guy or this fucking girl or whatever, but outwardly like you kept your cool, right, and you did sort of like the professional thing, or you just handled it in a in, in a like a very practical sort of pragmatic way that removed the emotion. Whereas like my default is the petty right <laughs> or like the emotional response and over the years i've grown to again because of, of being surrounded by people like you where i'm just go like all right man like let me remove the emotion out of it like what are the facts let me stick to the facts and what's the response from there Dude, man? you know
1: what i was just listening to um the latest episode of uh brilliant idiots and n- n- another podcast that i that i enjoy listening to um But they, they had a question from like, I guess from one of their listeners Mm -hmm. that was like, how do you keep it real in a corporate environment? Mm. And they had their takes on it, but as they were doing it, my immediate response in my head was just stick to the facts. Like you can be, you can keep it real by just sticking to the facts because then it just removes all of the emotion out of it. It's like, this this is what it is. And based on these facts, here's what we should do based on that. And then if somebody else has other ideas around that, then you can accept those. But it just removes the emotion out of
0: it. Yeah. No, that that's accurate as hell. Because I I would think of even, like, I, both of us. And I've lumped myself in there. Like, there's definitely been times where because of how I speak or like the thought process or whatever, you know, like uh, even this, right? Like if somebody listens back to this, they might be like, like oh, shit, like I'm going to hire this guy to do like whatever yeah. the job is. Um, I think I struggled with that earlier and I learned to embrace sort of like the, the uniqueness or whatever that was me of like, yeah, I just talked this way or whatever, like later on in life. And so, but I think to your point, it, it became a, if you stick to the facts, it doesn't really matter how you say it and all that if people learn to trust you and sort of like um be able to rely on you and all that yeah. stuff then it really doesn't matter how or when you say stuff and i've been lucky enough man and i know that like i've been lucky enough to be surrounded by like leaders that didn't care how i spoke they might have been like "Yo, man in this room you might you might want to say it this way or right. whatever and but they never tried to change sort of at like at my core like no no keep that but just sort of like learn how to operate in these sort of rooms and then adapt to that yeah. And like that's a skill in itself, and and it's it'll like serve your audience, up. man. Exactly, man. Like like read the room, and yeah. then like do that. So so I've been lucky enough to do that. But like to your point, you know the whole keep it real thing. It's like how do you, how are you true to yourself? But then sort of be able to blend in environments that you're not necessarily like built for. I would say like right like our or like do I would say people who hear us talk on here and then maybe hear us talk at work or maybe hear us talk at. I don't know, man, our, our kids, you know, sports event or whatever, yeah. like, like, we're probably different people. We're the same person at each one, but we sound different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, and, and at its core, and I think as I've gotten older, I've learned to sort of like, oh, no, merge the, the the two or three different people together and go, no, it's the same person. It's just that, like, you adapt. And how do you adapt while not seeming fake, I think, is a, is a thing that, that over time you sort of just get better at or understand that, hey, you're not fake. You're just learning how to read the room. Kind of like, yeah, I don't even know how I got into that. No, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man, let me show up with this story right here, man.
1: We're going to change gears a little bit.
0: Do it. Do it. This guy
1: calls 911 to report a possible false bag of meth that he received. Wait, possible false. So he does. He know it's possibly. false? So this guy bought a bag of meth. Okay. And then, I guess you smoke it, right? Like, i never done meth, so I don't know. I, I think it's—I think you smoke it. Yeah, I think so. Let's
0: so go sw- with that.
1: So, he, we'll go with that. So, he smokes the meth. And then he goes, nah, this is not how I'm supposed to feel. <laughs> this is some bullshit. So, this fucker calls 911. <laughs> 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 he calls 911, and he's like, send the police down here, because... <laughs> he calls call one. he's like get the police down here because this fucker sold me some bad meth
0: sure. <laughs> <laughs> generic meth
1: so the cops come down and then he proceeds to tell them listen I've been smoking meth for a while I got this sh- I got this stuff this is not the way I'm supposed to feel. Is there a way for you to test it and then get the guy in trouble that I bought it from because he sold me some bad shit? <laughs>
0: I can't get my shit to <laughs> How the fuck? You go, you, you're gonna call the couch because you're illegal. Somebody did me illegal, right? <laughs> you're like, I was trying to illegal. And this other guy didn't need legal right.
1: <laughs> so anyway, this, this is in um, Hernan County, which I believe is like on the West Coast. On the West Coast. Yeah. Like like, like north of Tampa, but on the West Coast. Okay. So the cops came down. <laughs> yo, not, not for nothing. They tested. So the guy said, yo, this is what I was sold. Gave him the bag. He's like, I can see like two bags of it. They tested it. The shit tested positive for the methamphetamine. <laughs> <laughs> they arrested him. <laughs> they arrested him. He had, hold on, let me read this right. God, he got, he was arrested for possession of methamphetamine.
0: Oh my God.
1: Two counts of um, possession of drug parap- paraphernalia. And $7,000 bomb.
0: Florida go Florida, bro. Like, I was like, this motherfucker must have some good shit. Hell, bro. The meth was so good, he forgot what meth should be like. <laughs> and he caught the cops. You know how, bro, honestly though, that yeah, shit should be illegal. What? like, Bro, you gonna sell me some <laughs> whack-ass shit or, or some bootleg. Like, don't sell me no Aldi generic-ass version of meth. Like, give me the real meth, bro. I want the the name brand, the store brand meth. <laughs> I feel like you should be able to report that. Like, if you're gonna break the law, do it right. <laughs> so, I mean? like, if that's the case, man, just make it illegal. No, yeah, that's a whole nother. Right, like put it in the stores. I don't know. How, so here's like, I can make the argument for like a lot of drugs. I feel like meth is one of those. Like, do but you need? Can't. Yeah, because it's like you don't need to make meth. Like, it doesn't. It doesn't grow. It doesn't like do anything. I'm also on the on the flip side of that. I'm also the like you know people put.
1: In is their the body, whatever it, the fuck
0: they want to. Like, yeah, who cares? There's a market for it and people are willing to do it. Cool. Put some labels on that bitch and let it ride. Like Yeah. Yeah, but. <laughs> okay. So
1: what, what, what's even better about this story is uh, <laughs> Hernando Connie's uh, sheriff's office basically put out a statement. And I paraphrase. They will gladly come out and authenticate <laughs> any illegal narcotics free of
0: charge (laughs) 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 fucking cops (laughs) of course bro he set himself up for that though but you can't feel you can't feel yeah you can't feel bad bro yo shout out to you guys but especially anything bro anything you have to refer to by blah 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 county you know the shit's gonna be wild (laughs) (laughs) i have never heard anything referred to as something County and you hear good stories that shit, like, ever, bro. <laughs> bro, have you followed the the Supreme Court nominee chick at all? Like uh I only
1: saw where Say chick
0: respectfully, by the way. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's,
1: there's a, so there's a woman that is being uh nominated for the Supreme Court Justice. Um the uh this is a sort of a vacant spot. Yep. And what is her name? Katanji Jackson. Yes. So she's a black woman. And she will be the first, if she gets nominated or if she gets chosen, she will be the first black woman ever
0: on Supreme Court. Right? Well, she, yes. First black woman, first ever nominated, first, like it's, she's, uh, yeah, bro. and I think there's only ever been two women of color, period. So the other one is Sotomayor, right? I guess is the yep. the, the, the Puerto Rican lady. Is she Puerto Rican? I think Sotomayor. I like, believe so. Some I'm kind of sure. Latina, like, yep. and then like, it's Andrew Jackson. It's wild to me that we're still hitting first like that, you know. Whatever, a couple hundred years into this, dude. I'm I'm not surprised, bro. I'm I'm not, but it's also just. I guess I am, man. I I I want to say I'm not, but like I guess I am because, bro. Like, it's 2022. Like, yeah, no, and 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 I hear you. Um,
1: and I think that I'm not surprised. So, uh, because, so. I've been doing so. My I have I have one of my three sons is doing um, essentially homeschool. He does virtual school, but the virtual school doesn't teach shit. So it's like my wife and I are uh, helping him with his uh, subjects, and so I have been assigned to history. Okay. And so I'm going through history with him, and it's just a it's a it's a great reminder of how not far removed. We are from times of slavery, from times of the beginnings of this country and the things that this country has gone through and, and to include slavery um, to when this, you know, slavery was sort of made illegal in, in parts of the country or, or sorry, in the entire country, but yet they still were importing slaves. In, it was like 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 sneaking them in, stick right? Sneaking to the Caribbean, bro. As a, it's crazy, bro. And yeah. then even and then and then to even learn like after the Emancipation Proclamation, um, it took two to three years in some cases for slaves to find out that they were free.
0: Yeah, because they were like, yeah, nah. <laughs> well, because there's no,
1: I mean, right? There's there's no internet. I mean, there's there's possibly newspapers, but at the time of of when slavery was legal, you even as a slave owner, if you were teaching your slaves to read, you could be arrested and your slaves could be taken from you. It's fucking lunatic. Bro.
0: Dude, I, they just made lynching illegal this week or last. That's week. what I'm
1: saying, bro. Like is we're just not I mean, even though it seems like we're so far removed from that.
0: We're actually not sorry, not illegal a hate crime, a hate crime, which is the yeah. f- most obvious fucking hate crime in the history, of hate crime, but right <laughs> at least in America, <laughs> like yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: we're just not we're not that far removed from it, so I'm just not surprised, bro,
0: but, but like the the Katenji Jackson like obviously like a, again a black woman, um Harvard law grad. Uh, Top of her class at Harvard Law. Like, obviously, super well qualified from a constitutional legal perspective. Like, you don't get into Harvard Law and get the opportunities that she's had if you're stupid. Um and I was listening to sort of like the and I've tried to make it a point to stay away from politics and news and stuff in general lately but this one did catch my eye because i'm I'm watching the clips of the senders and uh, you know like uh, these politicians sort of in- interviewing her and questioning her and none of the questions make any sense like um you know like Lindsey Graham is asking her about her like religious. You know, like, what is her religious belief? And I loved her fucking response, man. It was so good. What'd you say? Because he goes, like, how important... After asking a series of condescending-ass religious questions... He's the one that walked out, right? Yeah. No, uh, Ted Cruz walked out. No. it was
1: I thought Lindsey Graham, Graham walked maybe out, Maybe he
0: did. I, I know Ted Cruz asked some cuck-ass questions, too, okay. but, like... Um, Lindsay Graham asked her, like, oh, how important is your faith to you? And her response is so great. She's like, Yeah, it's very important. And and you know, like and then she flips it. It's like, but as you know, like faith has no nothing to do with in this. the constitution and the law and a whole other law, so it's not gonna sort of impede her ability to right. sort of carry out the guy. Which I'm like, it's such a fucking drop the mic answer, but it's also like you're hearing these people, bro, the the one lady, Marcia Blackburn, bro, is a uh, I'm not even gonna say the party because it's, it's fucking irrelevant, bro. But she's a senator from Tennessee. Okay. The chick is born in Mississippi. She's 69 years old. She'll okay. be 70 in June. <laughs> she's questioning, like Ketanji Jackson, like she's part of the panel, sort of questioning her and questioning her sort of ability to be able to carry out and sort of carry forth the Constitution. Because that's what you want from a Supreme Court judge, right? like obviously I know there's politics involved, whatever. Like there's yep. there's a left and a right. Okay, cool. But then there's also like, uh, uh, are you gonna be sort of like, are you gonna uh, uphold the constitution of the united states of america and it's marcia blackburn's questioning her on that and, uh, and she's like super condescending super thing and then i look up Marsha blackburn's background she has a home economics bachelors that she got in like That's the early thing? 70s i didn't even know the <laughs> thing bro and i'm like and you're questioning a harvard law grad on their ability to be able to sort of like uphold the constitution of the united states like who and the- you got into you got into politics huh
1: Yeah, bro. It's like go bake some cookies. How the
0: fuck are you questioning? (laughs) (laughs) Like a Harvard.
1: I would love to see her, like almost like cross-examine the people that are asking her questions. Oh, bro, that would be
0: phenomenal. I listen, and I don't know shit about Kataji Jackson's record. Right. Right, I don't know anything. I can't defend her thing. I can't whatever. Just based on her. On her ability to keep her shit together and her credentials and then watching that questioning and her not losing her shit. I go, (laughs) she deserves that job, bro, because I'd have been like, I'm sorry, what's your degree in, ma'am? Like, did you say home economics in what? Get the fuck out of here, bro. Go so a Like, are like, are you kidding me right now, bro? I went to Harvard Law. Like, how? Like, I like she. She carried herself so fuck. And and I think it just goes to show, man. This is gonna be all. Like, as a black woman in the United States in 2022, you still have to be so fucking perfect, bro. Yep. So perfect. And hit like in this scenario that you have a fucking middle aged white guy and a middle aged white woman who have no fucking like. No business questioning your credentials being able to question you in this scenario. Yep. Like, it's crazy to me, man, that we just watch this shit and it's entertainment. Like, because I'm going, how how are you even allowed like, to, to question this lady's ability to carry out this job?
1: I'm actually uh, curious to see if she did any research
0: on the people that are questioning her. She's smart enough that I bet you she did. Like because her responses were just so measured that at a minimum she had to have known like okay it's all these people blah 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 okay and then to be so prepared and not prepared right because you don't know what the, you don't know what they're gonna ask you but you have to assume it's gonna be asinine because it's politics right and so like to be that bro there was moments where I like my face would have just been like the fuck you just say like, <laughs> <laughs> like
1: you know i can't hide my face oh my man
0: God. i didn't been giving them the, the 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 like and i was what the fuck so you just asked me? bro but yeah again i don't know shit about her background or her record on anything and all that stuff but based on anyone who ke- can keep their cool in that scenario with that kind of pressure i'm like yeah you deserve the job bro <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like you deserve that like i don't like I, i'm not gonna because most of us going back to the emotional thing earlier some of the things were so uh uh you could tell the questions were designed to get under her skin and yeah. and sort of de- derive like an emotional response yeah. and for her to keep her cool and stuff and that I went yeah, man. Like, like you can't, you can't question that. You can't question her ability to keep cool under pressure. To like, you know. And they haven't um, made a decision. Yet, no, right? I think it's it's, it's still kind of deadlock. yeah, I don't, I don't know. That whole shit is just bananas to yeah, me, bro. No, that's bro. crazy. How was it on time, bro? Dude, we're an like hour a- ten in. Who'd have thought? All right, you got anything else? We 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 the we we thought we had nothing here besides the fucking guests who never showed up. <laughs> 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 don't worry, I'm gonna get them. <laughs> He thought we were in the hood and we called the cops. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, nah. they were like, 911. <laughs> no. We don't live here. <laughs> <laughs> why would we go to your nah bro i think i'm good <laughs> all right man tell them where they can find us all right man if you are not already following us at the carbon Football podcast on ig on facebook on uh a tiktok at carbon football podcast on youtube make sure you follow us on there uh hit like hit subscribe turn on your notifications so that you can uh uh get those uh videos as soon as they come out and leave us reviews uh on apple podcasts and pod chaser but then we're also on spotify stitcher uh, jail Seven, Ghana. If you have a Tesla, go on your tune app hit. We're on there. Um, there's literally like nowhere that we're not on bro. So just, just go look for us and, and, uh, yeah, Absolutely. keep listening, man. Keep supporting.
1: Yo, as always, we appreciate you guys. Um, hit us up on IG. Let us know, you know, what your opinions are. If you got anything different than what we said, we'd love to hear
0: it. Uh, we'll talk about it next time. Yeah. Um, just appreciate you guys all around. Any, anything uh, crazy? Anything or Like, I went to community college. I want people to know that. <laughs> don't, don't take anything I say seriously. <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're not really that smart. Yeah, we're not really that smart. <laughs> all right. And on that, we'll see you next week. See you next week. Peace. Peace.